meaning in life is waiting to be found. Frankel categorically stated that meanings are discovered. They're not invented. Thank God, meaning is not something of our own making, nor the result of wishful thinking, and in no way conjured up or forced into being by trying to manipulate life to give us meaning. We can only experience meaning in life and have our life take on meaning by doing those things that life requires of us in gratefully experiencing the blessings and goodness life offers us and above all in choosing the right kind of attitude in sufferings of challenge that come our way. Frankel described these three sets of finding meaning in life in the following way. The creative values, the experiential values, and the attitudinal values. He called these sets of meanings values because they are common to us all. They objectively have truth for you and for me. The first set of meanings, the creative values, refers to the meaning we experience when we feel creatively part of our world. Let's face it, we're not isolated islands unto ourselves. We want to reach out of ourselves. We want to make contact and be in meaningful interaction with others. And especially, we want to have something of worth to share with or give to the world. We want to feel that our lives are important. We want to feel needed. What we do, our actions in involving ourselves with the world must mean something. It must bring about some good. We must believe that our lives were meant to achieve what we experience as a task given to us, right? Responsibility is the essence of human existence, Frankel pointed out. Logotherapy seeks to foster such a consciousness of responsibility in our lives. We must feel that there's a call made upon us and that we have got some responsible role to play, one that's uniquely ours and that is our responsibility and no one else's. Such a call to take responsible action endues us with a sense of self-worth and dignity, not so? We've got something to say. We've got something to give to the world. Let us illustrate it in a simple way by using the child as an example. Give a child responsibility and just see what happens to that child. It seems to come to life, you know. Um, they love to feel responsible. It makes them feel important, you know, that they're an important part of the family or the circle or in the classroom in which they find themselves. They are participating. They're not left outside with nothing of note to contribute. They're giving something of themselves and that makes them feel important, confidently themselves. There's a great sense of self-worth to be found in the act of giving. What we give to life 
forms the essence of what Frankl described as the creative values of life. We find great meaning in the act of giving, whether it's in our jobs, whether it's in the services we render, even in the simplest way of looking after our families, when we feel we are called upon to do something of importance, it makes us feel important, okay? What we give to life, therefore, is life-giving. Now, let's consider the second set of values. And I think that meaning is found nowhere else more significantly than in what Frankl described as the experiential values. It is just a fact that we find meaning in the experience of what is good and beautiful and true in life. Let us look at goodness. Aren't you moved when you see somebody doing good to someone else if you observe acts of compassion and love and kindness you know, it evokes our own sense of goodness and humanity, doesn't it? It moves us. And let's think of beauty. You know, great works of art and beautiful music, poetry and literature can transport us to the same spiritual heights that the artist, the musician, the poet and the writer themselves experienced and had a need to masterfully pass on to us. And just think how our senses are awakened, how spiritually enlivened we feel at the sight of beautiful scenery. When we are moved and awed by the wonders of our world, or when we stop in our tracks to watch a magnificent sunset. You know that Frankel was a keen mountaineer, and one who loved to be out in nature. Think about even that when we have the experience of the gift of good health, the vitality we feel when our bodies are functioning optimally well, like when he's climbing those mountain peaks. And what about fun and adventure, the thrill of just enjoyment, of laughter, of companionship, and the happiness of sharing and being warmly close to others, the wonderful sense of intimate togetherness, that we can experience with loved ones and friends. And ah, truth, truth. How thrilling. You know, actually we find truth in all these things, don't we? The truth we find there is the meaning they have for us. But there's also the discovery of truth when we study something, when we meditate about something. And when an understanding comes to mind, when we grasp something and we say, Aha! I get it! I understand it! Wow! That makes sense to me! What powerful effect truth has on us in terms of experiencing great meaning. The sheer joy of just being alive. I've given you all things richly to enjoy, is what the creator of life says to us. Life, in a sense, is there for the taking, you know. Frankl described experiential values as that which we receive or take from life. 
Meaning is to be found in what life freely gives us. But now here's a question. How could we experience goodness and beauty and truth and take joy in life if we weren't offered those experiences, if they were not there to be had? And what is more? How could we have these gifts of experience unless we are willing to receive them, acknowledge that they exist independently of our own making? Are we open-hearted, open-minded, receptive to these gifts of life? Just think about it. If we harden our hearts arrogantly, I'm in control of my life, and we close our minds, or even we can fall into states of despair. It doesn't work. Apathy and depression. And then it can happen that we cynically or callously turn our backs on life. But you know, when we do that, there's no way that we can experience the many meanings that are there to be had. You know, it's like a Job that said, you know, before... I, you know, I didn't quite see, I didn't quite understand, but wow, now my eyes see, you know, and I can comprehend and I can appreciate what life gives me. Ah, to lose a sense of fear of living and then all the efforts to try and build a little fortress around ourselves. We've got to lose all that, not so. It's only in the act, truly, of surrender to life, of this grateful acknowledgement of what is there for us to enjoy, what has been given to us, that we can really experience a deep sense of abiding meaning in our lives. Let us take love as an example of the experiential values. And Frankl said, love is in fact the highest and the deepest of these experiential values. But they, love so vividly brings this truth that we receive from life. Yes, we can take, but we cannot take what isn't there to be had. Love really illustrates this truth. Think about it. Can you force somebody to love you? Hmm? Or can you force yourself to love someone. You can have all these romantic notions and play around with feelings, but boy, it's not love and it will not satisfy. No, love is a gift. It is simply something wonderful to love. Just think what happens to you when you really love. You open up to the person that you're loving. You become receptive to their every need. You you sensitively attuned to their person. You become awesomely aware of how important they are to you. Your eyes are open to see them in their uniqueness, in their singularity and the wonder of their persons. And you want to do nothing but serve them, be with them, share your life with them. They become part of who you feel yourself to be. In fact, you feel incomplete without them. Just consider the profundity of the bond of love between a parent and a child. You know, marriage partners can fail us and we can replace them. But who can ever sever 
the bond between you and your children. They are uniquely yours and will remain so forever. You'll forever be their parent. To what lengths you will go and what sacrifices you will be willing to make for the sake of your children. Well, you'll be willing to lay down your very life for those whom you love. Love is a gift that completes us. It brings us in total unity with one another and makes us inseparably one. A life without love is a life without meaning. Okay, but let us consider the third set of meanings that are so difficult to comprehend and that Frankel called the attitudinal values. And that's the kind of meaning we find if we deal in a meaningful way with suffering. Suffering we cannot avoid and comes across our paths whether we like it or not. You know, what do we do in the face of unavoidable suffering? Suffering we couldn't keep away from ourselves, okay? What do we do? Just think about this, what happens to us here. You know, if you think of being so arrogantly self-sufficient, what happens to you when things are not going so well? Don't you lose your complacency and your mindlessness and your ingratitude? Aren't you feeling stripped here of arrogance and pride and of selfishness and indifference? Wow, no, 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 no. You begin to be here aware how much you need others and that you are dependent on them, that you're in no way a little god in your own right. And you open up to the things that really matter in life when you suffer, not so. Oh, when you're cornered with suffering and questioned by it, you, you've actually been given a chance to see what ought to be. You know, what kind of a person you should really and what you are really meant to be. Suffering can change your whole outlook on life because it cuts you down to size. It humbles and sensitizes you. It's in the white heat of suffering that you challenge to consider what you might not have fully considered before, okay? You have to think. You've got to come to some kind of a conclusion or a stand in the face of what's happening to you, right? Wow, and this is where you realize that you're not a godlike master of your own fate, but that you are a recipient of grace. You find your way in life. You cannot carve out your own destiny. You've been graced with life. Life is not yours to possess and manipulate at will. Can you really control it? Uh, force it to bend the knee to what you want to get out of it? Well, in suffering, you realize you are in need than more than yourself. You need help. You need forgiveness. You need an act of kindness and compassion. Somebody that will take care and take notice of you. In fact, you need intervention and rescue and assistance in the face of pain and suffering. You cry out for deliverance and healing. Whew, how much you want to live. 
Wow, how precious life is! Who and how you would hate to lose it. It's then that you realize you've been gifted with life. Whew, how beautiful life is to you now. How much you treasure and embrace it. Life has become sacred to you.